This podcast is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. TV Talk Machine with Tim Goodman and Crystal Boy and Benny. On the knobs. Yes. What happened to the knobs? On I don't that? know. Was it was it supposed to be the knobs at the short version? We could put that in, I guess. Is that radio yeah. edit? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> wow. On the knobs. There we go. Yeah, I think it's. I think I think there was the one where it said on the knobs. That was always my favorite part. And Benny on the knobs. Well, that was the anniversary one. That was the special anniversary. So oh, we don't have you know, an anniversary, just, but we got to get Jason. Got to put Jason to work. Let's get no. him to work for two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Another theme. And we had another guy who was doing themes for a while. It was kind of like a theme off for a while. Dueling themes. Yeah. You know what? This is our first podcast. This is our first Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast of 2009. Welcome back, boys. Oh, it's a great Oh, yes. I can feel the energy of the new year in this room. Renewal. Renewal. Change. (laughs) Renewal. Hope. Hope, even. Yeah, Not there's. Do you feel hope or no, just? No, I don't feel I, hope. You feel change, though. I feel change. I don't feel. I'm, I, in some ways, the podcast is hopeless. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. But there could be change, and I'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to say I wanted to welcome you both to 2009. And uh, do you have any resolutions, either of you, about? Because here's one of my resolutions. I got a lot of them. You know, I'm yes. huge on resolutions, as right. Joe knows. But let me just say that my resolution for this podcast. Uh, is to be uh, timely. Get it out. Let's get one out a week. All right. <laughs> one. One or two. Or two. One or two. Yeah. At least one. At least one. Let's let's be uh, uh, informative. Let's get some more question girls in here in two thousand nine. Amen to all those. Right. Oh, great one. <laughs> let's let's get Amber some questions. Yeah. Let's get, let's get all of our QG friends in here. Uh, have some festivities. Let's. Uh, I think we can all agree on this. Let's brighten up the place. You've already begun that, oh, great one, with the bars, someone, uh, Mr. Vale. Mr. Vale. Sherry from the Vale's uh, husband. husband. Mr. Vale <laughs> sent in a, uh, a beautiful photograph. He actually <laughs> created the, what would it be, the logo for the bars uh, comedy hour. Yeah. Well, it was, it was originally going to be a, uh, like a, uh, a documentary. Uh, well, it was going to be a reality series. Yes, reality series. But now I think it's, well, it's become everything. It's become a comedy. It's been a documentary. It's certainly a radio sing-along, but yeah, describe that. What do you see there? I see uh, us at the Hootenanny. Real pictures of us. Yeah, real pictures of us all drinking. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm drinking a gigantic beer. Benny is drinking a beer, and and Tim is passed out on the stage set there. Uh, With two beers. With two beers, yeah. With a giant bars logo. It says, uh, Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine presents bars. It's fantastic. We'll be... uh, Oh, great one. You will be posting it on your blog. I'm going to post that on my blog. Once I learn how to do that, once I how I can actually transfer. I've been having some trouble, uh, you know, tech trouble. Uh, you'd think that Benny could help me out yeah, that. I, I'll post it on the podcast page Okay, also, good. Then. There By we go. By the way, see. I have uh, an update on bars I have not told you about. Oh, do, over, do tell. over the holiday, um, I, I spent some time with uh, friends of friends, actually family of friends. In a bar. No, not in a bar, but this gentleman is a uh, script, reviews scripts for Paramount. Really? Yes. Wow. For like for Paramount Television or film? Uh, uh, Paramount Film. Okay. And I pitched him the bars uh, theme, <laughs> gave him the elevator pitch of bars, and I said, "What do you think uh, the chances of that being made are?" And he said, uh, "None." <laughs> but but that's okay. Hey, that, that wouldn't stop us. We have the same the, thing about Mad Men, right? Absolutely. We have the yeah, exactly. You many great ideas were passed on by Breaking Bad. 
Oh, Zach, yeah. Is that everybody, ever going to make an elevator pitch? Yeah. See, everybody passed on that. But you, and plus, that just belies our entrepreneurial spirit. We can make it ourselves if need be. Yeah. Absolutely. We could post it on the internet, you know, eventually get it on Hulu. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we uh, iTunes, you know, we'll do a little download. How many, how many hundreds of thousands of YouTube downloads would there be? Right. Maybe, hey, maybe in 2009 we'll get a camera in here. Right. We, should, we'll, we, could, we could simulcast this. We'll post this. Wow, that would just be stunning, right? Because it wasn't like a nine-minute max on, on uh, YouTube. And when that, that would take what? Let me do, what's our math on that? That's uh, <laughs> roughly nine installments for one podcast. <laughs> Somebody in Idaho would be like, didn't we just see this one? They're just sitting around doing nothing. They haven't even asked. What's the name of this thing? The winter months may be the good time to do that because a lot of people are trapped indoors. <laughs> and so they might be a captive audience for, for this. Right. But, you know, then again, we'd have to go with our winter, uh, you know, our winter shoulder robes. And yeah. that's... You're, you're wearing yours today. I'm surprised. I, I'm, it's cold out there. I got What is so, up there? It's well, very heavy. It's very heavy. It's, uh, it's bulky, even. But yeah. it has a wicking system. So I'm wicking off some of the inner sweat from because you know that's the problem in the winter years. You bring your coat, you get yeah. you get on the train, you get into the work. It's freezing, it's raining. You get in there, and it's not eighty degrees in here. You start to sweat a little bit. You work up a little stew. Yeah, the under the hot lights and yeah, <laughs> under the hot lights of the TVTM pod cave. Wow, that's, I'm surprised you're. Uh, you, you, you know. I'm kind of bulky. I didn't know. I thought uh, you were put on some weight or yeah, something. Yeah, oh, I definitely put on a little bulk for the for the holidays. But also, I was trying to like deepen my radio voice. I thought if I could, you know, I'm not a smoker. Usually, you no. smoke to get that. Gra- I thought if, if I just ate a lot of sweets, <laughs> that I would just be bulkier and, you know, out of some radio pipes. There you go. I, that's, that? that sounds. I, you definitely have the gravitas. I know you nice started- pipes, man. <laughs> so I don't. But you now here we are. By the way, uh, so this is our first. TVTM of 2009, and I, I have I've already seen that robe. Why you got the? That's well, you know, we're trying to cut back at home. Oh, I'm, you know, so economic I'm, issues. Yeah, economic issues. So uh, you know, I, I was already informed by my wife that um, my birthday party for this year has been canceled. Really? Yeah. <laughs> In March. Oh. That's a March decision. Oh, and so wow. already has been canceled. She really? Said, you, know, you know your birthday party? I'm not done it this year. Done. Wow. I'm already, so I'm already been canceled. You know what? I think we will pass the hat to TVTM listeners. You know what? I bet the Cerrito would love to have a, like a huge drink fest. I love you guys. Thanks for passing uh, the hat, man. Oh, my best friends are here. <laughs> love you guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> we just have you up on the stage talking. Right? Just leave it to you. And now, Joe. Uh, thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, Benny, uh, you what? What is your look here for the new year on the shorty robe? It's uh, it's. Uh, did you do some working out? Were you one of the people like I ate my way through the holidays? You're looking good though. I'm looking yeah. good, although basically I just sat on the couch for the past two weeks, did nothing. So wow, this is kind of natural. It is yeah. a little bit wrinkled. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what. Maybe you, you don't think you ironed your shorty robe or steamed it? Did <laughs> you steam a, clean it or is that you a didn't cranberry stain? <laughs> there is a coffee stain. I already I already spilled coffee on myself. I have a little mim- drinking problem. I have a little mimosa stain on mine. I was really hitting the mimosas during the holidays. Really? Oh, it's a great how drink. Many, how many days can you do a mimosa? It's not only like a morning drink. It's a, it's a great morning drink. Yeah. yeah, because I was, you know, as you well know, not to get into the 2008 stuff, because yeah. I'm still I'm about 85 percent now. But I was out, had the back issues. I was out from like December 19th to the, I, you know, people will think that this is odd timing, but I miraculously was finally able to stand on uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> so 
So, in, a, in an unbelievable coincidence. And, and then... Uh, you are able to stand briefly on New Year's I, I self-medicated. Uh, but so you th- treated yourself with mimosas? Yeah, so what I was doing was... So, so I was actually part vacation, uh, part sick leave, and then part like I was having to watch a lot of shows to catch up for the new 2009, which of course was perfect since I was flat on my back laying on an ice pack. Uh, but you know, you're just sitting around. It's a holiday spirit. We had some family in, and it, our house was like a disaster. I was up in the bed. I'm like, you know what? Knock back a couple of mimosas, watch a little TV. It's awesome. Oh yeah. So you put a little Percocet in there. Percocet and mimosas. Sure. And a little Xanax too. Or no, no, no. You don't want to do the Percocet Xanax crossover. Really? Oh that... no. You may not wake up on that one. You got to go. Every show is gets gets a little man <laughs> jumping out of the chair. <laughs> I was like, I loved that. I can't remember a thing about it. Oh, it made me feel so good. Or a little man slumped over in the chair. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The self-medicated man. Maybe that's the best way to to watch shows, mimosas and, you know. I felt good. I really did. They all look look better with a mimosa. They do. And that's, you know, maybe that'll be our drink of, what's our morning drink when when we do the morning thing here? Right. I think this would be a better podcast with Mimosa. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're listening to it. <laughs> well, no one's listening now. Here, here we are. We came in with such a great promise in 2009. We thought maybe we could add change, but we didn't. But that's the question I was asking. What do you guys want to see on this podcast? The TVTM, which is technically, you know, we dropped the big, long, boring introduction I did for a while. Right. Somebody called me out on that, by the way. You a know couple, that. couple yeah. of listeners did. I so you know, you just kind of, if you're tuning in for the first time, no one knows what they're getting. This is a TV podcast. But what would you like to see some change? Would you like? I, I was thinking as a as a rule that you know a little bit more you know promptness, uh, possibly some information, <laughs> maybe some segments. I don't know. What do you think? How about some uh, discussion of television? Uh, really? Should we, should we? Should you think we should include that? I don't know. That hadn't really occurred, that hadn't really occurred to me. We have to bring Walton into 2009. Oh, yes. He will be here, I'm sure. Should we... Uh, I was actually thinking the other day. Seriously, I had the ice pack on the back, laying down in the bed, and I thought, okay, plans for TVTM in 2009. I thought maybe we could take uh, Teacher Tim, the TVTM archivist, mm-hmm. and go over his uh, list of all the voices that you've done, and maybe we winnow some out. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think some deserve to be winning. No, we haven't heard Juan Antonio Samaranc. No, we like, he only comes around every four years. Yeah, but he's, he's very good, though, when he does come around. Uh, and uh, Butros Butros Gali, he's like a... I think that, those were... I confused those two. Yes, yeah, so they were the one and the same, yeah. I think. Uh, but I thought maybe we could trim some of those in 2009. Right. I don't know. Would you have any ideas? Get, get leaner. Him? I think we're going to add a voice, too. Really? Yes. Today, right. today, uh, we're today we may see uh, our 30, 37th president. Uh, Richard Nixon. Ah, tricky dick. I don't know how he's going to make an appearance. No, no, we'll we'll prompt you. It'll happen. No, seriously, do you have any changes? Don't don't look down. Seriously, this is. I'm not a big resolutions guy. I'm. I'm. I'm Not for yourself, but for us. Oh, I think we should. uh, I told you mine, and it was we crank one out once a week, at least once a week. We'd be more regular. We can't leave the listeners in the lurch for weeks on end as we have in the past. And add TV content. Those are your two suggestions. Uh, I'm kind of. On the second one, whatever, I can take it or leave it, but uh, definitely do this weekly. All right. But I, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe maybe there's some more professionalism we bring to it. Not so far, huh? <laughs> no, clearly not. But what about like if we had like, what can we do like like laying down a sound bed or something? Benny, do you, have you thought about that? <laughs> more work for me, otherwise. Maybe like, uh, a, like the, well, we already have you do the verbal porn soundtrack. 
See, you lay that lay one yeah. of those down over maybe like a reading of the letters would be cool. Do one of those, and some of you up out there will come up with something for that. They'll lay something on top of the. So you're saying there we, we get once again pawn it off to our yeah. our listeners yeah, to do the very work. Very Web 2.0. Let's yeah. <laughs> it's an interactive community. But well, wait, I think one of our listeners, from what I understand, Benny's told us has some suggestions that we have not yet heard. All right, let's of go course. To it. Well, yeah, he has a suggestion of what he wants to hear. All right, in 2009. All right, let's hear it. Hey, uh, Tim, question boy, Manny. Uh, it's bitter, Dave. Uh, just listened to your year-end podcast and just thought I'd reply to a couple of things. You know, just to really to sum it up, you asked if people wanted it to be better. We don't really want it to be better, but we do expect consistently. We expect it to be consistently bad. And I think you sort of teased us all throughout the year where you started doing about two podcasts a week, and now you're doing about one whenever the hell you feel like it. So, uh, yeah, I'd just say stop f***ing around and just try and actually put a, put something out there, even if it's as, you know, uninformative as it always has been to date. Um, secondly, since I always feel like I should at least ask one question that you're not going to answer, uh, I was out of town over the holidays, so I missed the whole Viacom argument with Comcast, and I'm curious whether or not we're going to be able to keep uh, The Daily Show and uh, all the stuff on Nick Jr. As much as I hate Dora, as I've mentioned before, um, I have to do it for my, my daughter because I, I care about her a lot, and she really likes Dora. So um, I was curious if that's all been resolved. I haven't read anything in the paper, so sorry for the truck there. Uh, was hoping you'd, you'd you know, let me know what's going on with that whole uh, sort of corporate bickering. And then uh, finally, I, I do have to say you did give me a glimmer of hope. I thought that your rendition of uh, The Grinch was just outstanding. Um, it, it has a special place in my heart, as I mentioned my daughter a moment ago. Um, at one point, she and my wife were singing how I was a, a mean one, Mr. Dad, because I got kind of grinchy over the holidays, but uh, oh, I just thought that was fantastic. So the, the Grinch is certainly the best Christmas special ever, and uh, that just was a nice way to end the year after you looked like you were really going to just you know, trip over the finish line as, as it all wound up. So uh, looking forward to a better 2009 from the uh, TVTM or perhaps just a consistent 2009. See ya. Better day. There we go. The listeners have spoken. The listeners have spoken. They don't want us to be better. They just want us to be there. <laughs> I like I like the low bar expectation that Dave put out there. He said, "We don't want you to be better. Just suck more often." Yeah. Really? Is, is that's? Is I think it, just suck consist consistently. Yeah. That's which we which we're good at. Yeah. I'm not wrong in thinking that's really what he said, right? No. No, I I think he said just keep the mediocrity level of mediocrity where it is. But just be more regular about it. Wow, the ambition—the ambition just never ceases here at TVTM. I, I and I will say that don't I got a little cranky during the holidays. Well, I'm, my my back well, was you, out, but and you had a house full of relatives. Correct? Yeah, and I but I I, I sort of maintained it, but I was a little in a lot of pain and I get a little grumpy. Um, I would like to just tell Bitter Dave that uh, whenever you know, a lovely daughter uh, he has, and I have a lovely daughter and son as well, and whenever you have those problems uh, and you, and you're worried about being the Grinchy Dad, there's only I got one word for you. Mimoso. Right? Sure. I just Mimoso and uh, and turn on tel- the television. Oh, well god, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. That's it. So I now okay, I we'll, let's throw it out there. We'll have if people want to have calls and call us or send us some emails, would you like change? I'm yeah. asking them because we're going to have change in the White House. Right. We even have hope even. There will be no hope here, but there will be change. There'll be change. 
Uh, the country's changing. The world is changing. So do you want your TV TO? What do you want in the TV? You know, we could do, like I was saying, maybe, what, maybe we could have like some TV theme songs that Benny could like, uh, we use, like fair use of some theme songs maybe. Can we, we can do that. That's fair use, right? Uh, it would probably cost some money, but. Uh, no, we don't have to, no, we don't have <laughs> to on. cost money. Let's just steal it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, because we will be repurposing it for an artistic purpose. Well, it's like it's like we remember one of our heroes, uh, Colin Murray at fight, Fighting Talk. I mean, that's I mean they had uh, Beastie Boys, right? Their right. song that was rocking, and it kind of just moved, and it was quick, and there was like boing, sound effects and stuff. Maybe we could get Benny to work on that. Why is it always I have to do more work? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I'll come up <laughs> with a segment. Talk. I could do segments. I'll, I'll yeah, make it maybe I don't know more informative. You can all push right. a few buttons yourself. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna push your button, all right, Mister. <laughs> hey, you, are you? I heard we're, we're gonna do a look back now. We're gonna Wait look, a back. What about look back as look we back look forward. <laughs> what about his Viacom question? Oh, forget. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we we don't have a Viacom. He must not be in the Bay Area. We don't have Viacom in the Bay Area. No. We have Comcast. That's so, an East Coast uh, question. East Coast. Well, we don't. No, can't help. Can't help you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, th- I think it actually has been. That has been resolved. resolved. It has been resolved. And Dora. I will be back (laughs) on the map. Oh, I've been shot. (laughs) Wow. I hope uh, Bitter Dave's daughter didn't hear that Dora was shot on the TVTM. That was only flesh wound. She can keep going on. I keep going. (laughs) Can you say bullet riddled? (laughs) She was just, actually the pain just made her louder. All right, let's. So we're done with that question. But yes, we are going to look back uh, in anger. No, uh, we actually have a self. We have a prepared bit here. <laughs> Is, oh, we have. I think you, it's kind I of because you handed yeah, me your column from like, three days ago. Like two, like two minutes ago, I handed it to him. That's our prepared <laughs> that's, bit. That's prepared. No, I did. Uh, it's it's. I think that since this is, as you mentioned, this was a TV or is a TV podcast. We should talk about television. I did do my top twenty-five uh, of the year. Looking back in 2008, and I will just say before we get into that, as you uh, read those off dutifully, is that uh, nor- you know normally I used to break them up between drama and comedy uh, for years. That's how I did my list, and then last year uh, in 2007, Ken Burns' The War was the best show on television. So I created this program of the year category, and then this year I was like, oh, now what have I got myself into? You know what? Let's just I'm going to merge the two. And then the new thing is just going to be like top 25. And I, I say 25 because 10 is not enough. There's, you know, I do this job as, as a, for a living, allegedly. And uh, there's way, way more than 10 great shows on television. So I came up with 25. Let's get to it. Number one. <laughs> Should we go backwards? Yeah, let's go backwards just okay. to build the suspense. Yeah, absolutely. Number 25. Yes. Top Gear. Top the Gear. BBC America version. Yeah, it was my only... Um, uh, well, the the American version is not out yet. It's still yes. a well guarded secret. But uh, Top Gear was my only unscripted series that made the list because it's just, you know what? In in, in my dreams, I would love for uh, TV Talk Machine to be as ramshackle and funny and interesting and quirky and weird as uh, uh, as Top Gear. It's a great show. Maybe we should speak in Brit- with British accents more often. <laughs> you know, but we could. But I think we we realized in two thousand eight. Yeah. But your British accent is just terrible. It is terrible. Yes. Right? Which Maybe is, that should be shelved. No. Well, I don't yeah. know. But I just... Because you have, like, two. And then I guess you've got also Ringo. Which Ringo, is, which is not really... Yeah. Right. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll work on that. Secret... Di- number 24. Yeah. Secret Diary of a Call Girl. 
Speaking of Brits, there's a Brit import, uh, Secret Diary of a Call Girl on Showtime. Uh, get the 24 slot. They uh, they brought it in. They imported it. They didn't change anything. Um, and now it's going to start again, by the way. Uh, actual information. So uh, January 18th, uh, it returns for season two on Showtime. Yeah, I, 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 look at, in there. Look at I like to see her get a little, like, show a little more flesh, though. She's a call girl. And it is Showtime. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Showtime. Showtime. <laughs> Number 23, Life on Mars. Yeah, one of the rare, uh, and that was the uh, ABC version, one of the rare yes. picks from network television that made my list. Uh, well, not rare, but there's a handful. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I like the ambition of it. I don't think the series is quite there yet, the Life on Mars ABC version. I don't think it's quite there yet. But you know what? It's got a good cast. And the mustaches are there, definitely. I love the stashes. I'm all about this bringing back the 70s porn stashes. And so that looks <laughs> that's awesome. And I, I just, you know, it's, I think that there's something there, and I think they can keep it up, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and that's why they made my list. Burn Notice on USA. Number 23. Burn yes. Notice. 22. 22. Isn't it your job to call out the numbers? Number 22. Oh, great one. <laughs> Burn Notice uh, is uh, actually coming back as well this month in January, and uh, I think the twenty second, the day after loss on a Thursday, and uh, it, you know it's one of those series that uh, you don't have to think too much. It's kind of a you know it, he was a former spy who got burned. Uh, it's uh, light and bright and action packed and funny. Uh, not a lot of meat to it, but that's you know just just for pure entertainment purposes. It's not. It, it, there's more to it than just being mindless, uh, and I find that uh, every time I watch it, I'm happy. I think it's, it's pretty fun. Number twenty-one, The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. Yeah, linked them together. Central. Yeah, linked them together on Comedy Central because you know what you had to. I was you're you're, you're a political writer as well uh, when they need you to be, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, great year for them. They're great at what they do, even in a non-political year, not election year, but this year, fantastic. Number twenty, My Name Is Earl. Yeah, NBC. yeah, come back for Earl. Didn't like the last season where he spent most of it in jail. Thought that was a real, get, you know, real mistake. Get back to the list, and I, I think it's funny. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, it's, I put cup of tea in there for our Brit listeners. Brit. <laughs> Number nineteen, the Tudors. Mm. Tudors, it causes some controversy. Well, you know, Jonathan Rhys Myers. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just come on. But it's you know because it's not it's not um, historically accurate. Uh, I thought season two was better than season one. The trouble that they're getting into is uh, you know they never said they never promised that they were going to be historically accurate. But the trouble they're getting into now is that uh, Henry VIII was actually a, a lean, athletic young man. But he's in his later years, of course, we know he was bloated. And... Yeah, but the the scene where he had a jetpack that was a bit off. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Never... Uh, so uh, you know. I'm still going with it. There will be a third season of it, and he will not be fat. He will still be whatever. <laughs> Number 18, Pushing Daisies on ABC. R.I.P., yes. That was, uh, I think, well, the only canceled series on my list. Um, you know, you had to give it up for Pushing Daisies. Real real, uh, real innovative, and unfortunately a victim of the strike. Number 17, South Park on Comedy Central. All right, here's my thing with South Park. It, It is really super underrated. It's a show that's easy to forget about. Even more easy to forget about than The Simpsons. Um, but, you know, if you're going to put... I, I think it's funnier than Family Guy, which is a show that I really love. I know that in the, in the animation community, uh, thoughts are divided upon Simpsons and South Park and Family Guy and all that. And there's some feuds. Blood feuds. 
Gang really? War. Oh one, yeah, one there's oh there's the there's feuds in the an- really? animation world. Yeah. How does that break down? Well, you know, there's been some animus between the Simpsons people and uh, Family Guy people, uh, but I think that's getting patched up. But um, but South Park, I think, continues to be, uh, and I think I said in that review that it can be juvenile from juvenile to genius in one episode. And I thought this last season was fantastic. Uh, and if you and and I love now that they've got uh, South Park uh, Studios online, and you can basically watch any episode clips from all the seasons. It's fantastic. And and, and if you have, I would just say if you haven't watched South Park in a long time, go back to it and tell me if you don't just like just burst out laughing. Totally great. Number sixteen, How I Met Your Mother on CBS. Yeah, I got a little grief from from some people wanted me to have uh, Big Bang Theory in there. Other people didn't want me to have any CBS comedies in there. But uh, How I Met Your Mother, I think, is uh, for a traditional sitcom. You know, four camera, laugh track. I think it's uh, very funny in what it does. 15 Weeds on Showtime. Yeah. Now, remember, this is a mixed list. So it's uh, some of the comedies will be lower because you got the drama and uh, comedy. Uh, Weeds, fourth season, very controversial. Um, uh, Kenji, uh, Joanne, who runs the show, um, or Genji Kohan, Genji Kohan, I keep messing that up. She uh, she is uh, a risk taker, and she has throughout the whole time she's been written this, uh, you know, really taking some risks with the show. But fourth season, you know, they moved out of Agrestic, they dropped the theme song, you know, she really changed it, and I just think that it's it's well, a it's no longer a comedy, um, it's much more of a half hour drama now, and I think that they need to get Nancy Botwin back in the suburbs suburbs and add a little more humor. You, no Californication on this list. No, it didn't make it. The, uh, really? the two, I will just add quickly, the two that caused the most controversy were not having Californication on the list and not having Brotherhood, mm. both showtimes. 14, The Office on NBC. Yep. Uh, I think some people were tired of the little romance thing, and some people will say, oh, it's kind of going downhill. But, man, they've sustained it, the idea, farther than I could ever have imagined. And... Um, you know, I still think it's funny. I still think you tune it in, and they've been able to flesh out the minor characters enough so that every episode's got something good in it. Number 13, The Life and Times of Tim on HBO. Yes, you know that's a favorite. Now, Steve Dildarian is a local guy, uh, San Francisco guy. And uh, have you seen Life and Times of Tim? Yes, I did. Oh, that's I right. You saw it. Saw we showed it, it at yes. uh, uh, the Nanny. Very funny. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's so inappropriate Dark and hilarious. Oh my god, it's just and, and and I love that he's just so laconic and and his character and it's just uh, Tim getting in a lot of trouble. Yes, of I, trouble. I love the awkward awkward humor, awkward situation. Awkward, very awkward. Love that series. To me, that was one of the big surprises of two thousand eight. True Blood on HBO, number twelve. Mm hmm. Uh, not quite there yet. Uh, but vampires, a lot of sex, vampire sex in the swamp. Uh, little, That's a winning combination. It is a winning combination, and uh, uh, you know what? I think the fun factor is really there, but I don't think the uh, sort of the gravitas is quite there yet. And number eleven from PBS: Parallel Worlds, Parallel Lives. Yeah, Nova. that we also showed that. I uh, showed that I mean the KFOG one. That was on John Carmen's list as well. I believe. <laughs> <Nova. laughs> nice, Nova, nice Nova caught. Okay, look, I had to have a. I want it was to me the reason it wasn't higher on my list. In 2007, Ken Burns' The War documentary was number one. The reason that that wasn't higher on my list uh, is because it was only an hour. So a lot of these shows are pulling off 22 episodes or 12 episodes of Genius. This was an hour, but that was an incredible documentary. 
um, about quantum physics and Mark Everett from the Eels and how his dad was so far ahead, uh, too smart, too soon. I, I would tell everybody, you know, definitely go out and, and uh, go on PBS see if you can uh, watch it online. If not, buy it. Number ten, Sons of Anarchy on FX. Oh, we're into the top ten now. It should yes. have been maybe a more of a trumpet call that we entered. And now on the top ten, number ten, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, FX. Well, I didn't quite expect that voice, but that's that's good. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy, big fan of it. Uh, um, you know what's not to like? It's a motorcycle drama. It's a, a motor, outlaw motorcycle club, but not gang. But um, you know, there's there's some Shakespeare in there. There's some bi- biblical stuff. Um, I think it's definitely uh, bloody and gritty. It's from the people who did the Shield, Kurt Sutter. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I just, I think it started slow, and every episode got better uh, in, until the finale, and so I, that made my top ten. Number nine, Dexter from Showtime. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I get to hear that eight more times. Uh, <laughs> is that is that Al Gore? I don't know I'm what that is. What is that? I don't know. Generic, uh, generic announcer. Ger- generic sort news. of a Michael Buffer uh, wannabe. <laughs> generic news announcer. Uh, Dexter. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good. I, I prefer- Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I prefer generic southern gentleman, but generic TV announcer, also very good. Yeah, Dexter, the slice him up, dice him up. Jimmy Smith did great work on that series this year. I know some people were kind of off on uh, whether it uh, maintained its... Uh, Dramatic intensity all the way through, but I love it. You got you, you know what? Besides the fact that it's America's favorite serial killer, he is now uh, America's uh, favorite father and and husband. So it's uh, really taken on some interesting uh, twists. Generation Kill on HBO, number eight. Yep, documentary uh, from the guys who did The Wire. Um, not a documentary; it's a miniseries, I should say, uh, based on a nonfiction book. Um, so, you know, it's just fantastic work. Really hard to get through the first episode and i told people bear with it it's chaos the first hour doesn't make any sense total chaos you don't know who's who takes a couple episodes episodes to even see who's a sergeant who's who's this but really fantastic work uh and as i noted in there one of the things that special about um generation kill is that if you were anti-war you could say hey this is an anti-war miniseries but people who were in the military that david simon showed that to uh you know, guys on uh, bases and, and Marines across the country who saw it, like, they all stood up and applaud for the realism of it and how they portrayed it. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's a real mixed bag. And aren't we all anti-war, really? <laughs> Why can't, can't we all get along? Number seven, 30 Rock on NBC. You just dropped the voice? Yeah. You just, yeah. You, you're going in and out of character a lot. Yeah. Well, no, right. welcome. What else is there? Right. Okay, number seven, 30 Rock. Come on, funniest show on television, right? It's funniest sitcom. Uh, I can't get enough of Alec Baldwin. And what I noted in that little bit there was that Tina Fey, definitely, this was the year of Tina Fey, 2008. But that show does not exist without Alec Baldwin. Totally, total genius. Number six, Lost on ABC. Who can't wait for Lost to come back? Also coming back in January. January is a big month. Um, Yep, coming back. And it's, uh, I just, that's, it's like the only network series. Certainly the only network series in the top 10 there, but the, the only one that really gets me, like, I can't miss it. Total appointment television. Don't want to TiVo it. I want to, I want to just gorge on it. Great You stuff. watch that with the commercials? Uh, I TiVo it, but I, I watch same day. So, okay. like, I will TiVo it and fast forward. Uh, number five, Breaking Bad on AMC. 
uh, as we talked about that. And into the top five, uh, you know, it's you know, what's not to like? I mean, first of all, it was made by FX. Uh, this is really interesting. You know, FX is sort of the cutting edge basic cable channel. It was made by FX. They loved it, but they just said, "Who is going to advertise on this?" It's a, it's a story about a, 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 sci- uh, a, a teacher's got. Uh, not science teacher. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Not physics. Chemistry. Chemistry teacher. Jesus. Chemistry teacher who's got terminal lung cancer, uh, and turn and his family's coming apart. Their bills are not being paid. Uh, it's just it, it, really dark, and uh, he turns to meth making to make money. So, <laughs> what's <laughs> well, not? See, isn't isn't meth? You hear meth and you think broad humor. Yeah. Hey, well, most of America is on it. So yeah, exactly. But I think that what uh, FX said was, you know what? No one's gonna. No advertisers are gonna come to this like dark thing about a meth making chemistry teacher who's. Yeah. You lose your toothpaste ads because people meth well, when heads don't have their teeth. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as it turned out, they they passed on it and it was picked up by AMC and turned into a hit. Uh, it, it actually drew drew more um, uh, viewers to AMC than uh, the critically acclaimed uh, Mad Men and uh, uh, better yet, in a in in a totally deserved but come on total upset victory. Brian Cranston won um, Best Actor uh, yeah, for that and really upset a lot of uh, big-name stars, but he totally deserved it. Great stuff. Number four, Sci-Fi Channel, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh my All right. I got to ask. Why? It was only for Andrew Ross. He's <laughs> a huge fan of his inside, inside joke. Here's a British uh, business columnist here who loves Battlestar Galactica and constantly well, uh, I wants like to your... talk to talk to him about it. Yeah, and I like your Andrew Ross. Maybe since no one really knows Andrew Ross yeah. outside of us, maybe we could use him as your generic British guy because you do a good job of him. I think you're 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 passionate to do that because it makes you laugh. And so, but no one else knows it's uh, uh, Andrew Ross, and, and he won't listen to it. No, He's not listening. Listen. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Battlestar Galactica, which also comes back. Uh, January 16th uh, for the final 10 episodes. Cannot wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. It's, uh, you know, it's just, I'm not a sci-fi guy, but that's, that is a that is a, uh, a genre series that transcends the genre. Number three, The Wire. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some talk about why Wire, you know, the greatest show that's ever been put on television, drops to number three. But as I noted in the top of that story, uh, it's not a legacy thing. It's about a, a yearly thing, and I think that season five uh, was probably the weakest of the seasons. Although it was, you know, weak wire is better than most things on television. But I just thought, uh, you know, normally that would be my number one pick. But I just thought the two above it were spectacular in this season. Number two, <laughs> The Shield on FX. Yeah, it really a gut call between the number one pick and Shield because uh, two different shows. Uh, Shield went out with a bang, man. That was just oh, I love. First of all, I mean, it was just so tense watching the Shield, you know, bleed out, which I think is the appropriate term for it. Totally like bled out, uh, and it was just harrowing to follow that series into its uh, uh, into its thing, and and totally different from my number one pick. But I will say, you know, if I and I haven't really said this before, but I think one of the things that maybe I took into account was. As they were trying to wrap up the shield, and I give them credit for wrapping it up brilliantly, uh, there was a little bit of implausibility uh, at times creeping into it, which, you know, some of the situations were a little bit implausible. But I loved the ending, a fantastic ending to a series. And the number one show from The Great One. (laughs) That was our drumming. (laughs) 
How's that going to sound on wow, the podcast? How will that sound? That was <laughs> <laughs> Mad Men, AMC. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a Mad Men fan. Oh, love it. Yeah. I'm a Christina Hendricks fan. Really? You like Christina Hendricks? Yes. I did, too. There's a lot to like there. Mm. And a January Jones fan, of course. Uh, well, many times over. I, I, she doesn't do it for me, but many times over you have uh, talked about your January Jones. And since we're past the six-minute mark, your wife won't listen. listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have picked Mad Men because... Completely different series than uh, than the Shield. Obviously, one's brains, one's brawn, blood, and one the other one's like all guns going off, and one other one's just all mouths going off. But I just thought there was so much in the interior stuff going on in Mad Men. The writing was brilliant from beginning to end. Not a lot of implausibility and a lot of risk taking in like where is this going and just kind of st- uh, um, you know Matthew Weiner, great writer, but also just like when when Don sort of like breaks out of his thing and you begin to learn that it's like he's two people uh, and and where they went with that I think was really great and some really great moments. In fact, visually one of my favorite moments of all of 2008 season was uh, Don or slash Dick walking into the Pacific Ocean yes. with his arms out in this great baptismal moment where he walks into the Pacific Ocean and lets it wash over him as he's sort of changing his, uh, his character. So... Uh, Mad Men topped my list of uh, TV shows in 2008. Now, what's the latest with uh, Matthew Weiner? Is he coming back? Everything's on board? Or are we still... He's I think still it's negotiating. A, he's still negotiating. I think it's a good sign that there hasn't been any talk. I think that uh, that got out into the press, that they were still apart, and that he was asking for a big payday. Um, and I think that cut into negotiations. I think silence is good. It means they're it means they're getting together and they're not talking about it in the press and they'll hammer it out and we will obviously have a third season of Mad Men in probably about a year from now but uh, he's got to come back he is the whole series he he must come back yes and uh, with that let me just say that is as much TV talk wow that is twenty five series that's like a season's worth of TV TM right there we're done let's just forget it for two thousand let's just we're done let's just let's take next week off. Well, we, we we actually have to close with uh, uh, we have to close with a, a, a reading that we got because it was late. Uh, P Page, the beloved P Page, she loves you more than she loves me. Wait a minute, it, when we say it was late, we're saying that well, it was on time. But it was on time. We well, she what's, what happened was she sent a, a Christmas themed uh, um, poem hmm. to to the paper, which I apparently lost. Uh, but uh, have now since found. Uh, she resent it to me. She was wondering why in our year ender we didn't because it was all festive. Why didn't we read it? And I didn't. Well, what poem? Um, and uh, so instead of just rereading it, she actually, you know, proactive as all our listeners are. Yes. Got on the horn, <laughs> and uh, you know, she's a big singer. She sang it. She sang to you Beautiful like four voice, times. Yes. Um, she's uh, apparently read something that Benny's gonna. No, but technically this is the twelfth day of Christmas. Correct. Close <laughs> enough. I I I don't, I don't know. No, no. I think it is, but it's only the <laughs> first podcast. It's either, what, do you, what do you mean twelfth day? Well, Christmas? if it's a it's a Christmas theme, right? I guess so. No, we don't know if what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's, a holiday, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a holiday. Christmas. Yeah, it's a holiday. Okay, yeah. well, we're, we're, we're still in the ballpark. Yeah, we're just missing that we that we're just confessing that we we blew yeah. it. It came in on December nineteenth, so we're wow. only that's, a couple of weeks. Oh, off. we were that's all pretty like, close. Yeah, we were in retirement at that point. No. Yeah, I was bedridden. Hey Tim, it's uh, P Page calling. Listen, some guy in the uh, Chronicle mailroom must have eaten the chocolate and peanut brittle I sent you and read the uh, TV Christmas poem that Joe was supposed to read. Don't know what happened there. 
So anyway, I've decided to read it now, which will be in true TVTM fashion, meaning late. <laughs> so here goes my uh, adaptation of The Night Before Christmas. Oh, The Night Before Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through Dexter's house not a creature had any blood, not even a mouse. The ganja was hung by the chimney with care in hopes Mary Louise Parker soon would be there. Wisteria Lane's housewives were snug in their beds while visions of Jonathan Reese Myers danced in their heads. <laughs> An owl and his long johns with Trixie in his lap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, we sprang from our beds to see what was the matter. If only Adriana and the Russian were back and Lucius and Titus could once more attack. We peered out our windows to get us a clue and wondered amongst us, what would Don Draper do? When what to our wondering eyes should appear but a Toyota hybrid, many men and some beer? With a little old driver, suspenders and ring, we thought for a moment it must be Larry King. He struggled for footing, his cohorts gave help, and he opened his mouth and began with a yelp. Now Marlowe, now Bodie, now Avon and Snoop. Oh, wee bay, prop Joe, Stringer, give them the scoop. Your sentence was clear. Daniels gave you your orders. You must give these gifts to all of these boarders. He took off his hat so we could now take a peek at the man in control who was known as the Greek. Mm -hmm. And up to our house, the thugs dragged all the loot while they cussed and smoked weed from the man, the old poot. We ran down the stairs so we could get a better look at the curious bunch who had all once been crooks. We were met with the smell of old Irish whiskey, which meant we were in the presence of Jimmy McNulty. He was dressed in plain clothes from his head to his toe, but his shirt was torn up and needed to be sewed. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like bubbles just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses from shots of distilled sherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and a coke on his lip was white as new snow. Jimmy looked at his girls with what seemed justification for the near trip he had planned to Californication. He then glanced at Omar, who had once been his foe, blissfully eating a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. All these goodies they were taking out of their sack made us wonder if the riches were ever coming back. But with a wink of the Greek's eye and a twist of his head, soon made us know we had nothing to dread. They spoke not a word but went straight to work and filled all the stockings then turned with a jerk. Their good work was finished, their sentence was done. They had managed to do something without any guns. All of these characters then went out to their car and started to make their way back to the bar. But we heard them exclaim as they drove out of sight, Happy New Year's, TVTM, and to all, a good night. So, uh, okay, wow. that's my poem. Wow. And uh, next time, I think when I write a poem, I'm going to come to the podcast to read it. Yes. Right. I mean, what would you do if I just showed up one Monday at 11 o'clock? <laughs> it's only two blocks from my office. I might do that one time. So uh, that's my poem, and um, that's it for now. Until next time when I dream up of something else. Um, Bye-bye, guys. Key page. Wow. wow. Very well done. Well, wow. lots of standing ovation. Wow. Very standing ovation. Very nice. Rope is shorter than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Please. Get rode up, a little, rode up a little bit there. Yeah. I, think I just saw your Chris Kringle. <laughs> I thought I saw your Pinoy pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's P-Page. Way to sing us out wow. and read us out. Uh, I love of the our... reindeers as the, uh, the the wire gang. Oh, a lot of right wire references yeah. in there. Oh, honey, and the honey Greek. And the Greek. Poot. 
Nice. Fantastic. And why doesn't she get two blocks away? There's no excuse. She should be here now. Get your bony ass in here. And we also, I should say, before we leave, we also have a word that uh, Sherry from the Vale may be coming in this week to... Um, next Monday. Next correct. Monday to be a question girl. So uh, with that, welcome to 2009, boys. We banged out another one, and uh, we will have one for Thursday as well. I'm sure Absolutely. we have stuff to do. Yes. Good to see we'll you. Get, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let's on get that to right. work on that right now. <laughs> oh wait, the numbers. The numbers. Oh God. Still, some <laughs> things never change. All right, the numbers. Uh, if you live in the continental United States, the number is one eight 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 SFC TVTM. If you live uh, in the great wide world, and particularly the southern hemisphere, where we still haven't got a call, please call four one five seven 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 eight eight two one. If you have a uh, MP three you'd like to send us, you can send it to podcasts. Plural with, with an S podcast plural at sfgate.com. And we're, I think that should be another goal is this is the year we get a call from South America. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So into we're the tired Latinas. of talking about south of our own borders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. More more hemispheres, more continents to conquer in 2009. And with that, adieu. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum,